Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 71 with... Joseph Makos and... Joseph B. Avenue. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. So we're over on Arch Street today. Fart Street? Yeah, no, not... <laughs> You know, the pizza delivery person accidentally went to Elvar, by the way. That's where they went instead of Arch Street. <laughs> that doesn't that sound sounds, anything that sounds like Arch Street. Exactly, Arch Street. Exactly. <laughs> for GPS. Make that problem all so, the time. So, uh, anyways, we just, we just uh, it, uh, watched a very cool, sorry, a, a very, a very, I don't know. What kind we watched of, a movie. Watched a movie. We did a movie. <laughs> Two um, hours and eight minutes. Another poetry movie. And we're going to do a little review now because we've got our guests on. We have, again, returning, one of them introduced themselves, the hosts of the Parking Lot Podcast, where they do movie reviews. In the parking lot outside the theater after the movie. Terrible movie reviews of really <laughs> great and terrible films. I am Sidney Manuel. And I am David Moss. My partner in crime. <laughs> hey, Davey. Hey guys, how you doing, Sydney? You guys are doing uh... great after watching this movie. <laughs> I am so happy about life and being an artist, and I feel amazing. Let's rock and roll with this movie, guys. I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're being ironic, which is kind of how I felt about this movie. I am being both at the exact same time. <laughs> so yeah, we just finished watching um, endless poetry. Alejandro. Alejandro Jarowski. They're great. Pretty amazing flick. Uh, I think I'll open up by saying, you know, just the sheer sort of mag- magnitude and gravitas of this film is, to me, is like, you know, makes it a, a true sort of painting, still life, epic piece in its sort of macro look at his life. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking now at the. Uh at the rating, this uh, people love this movie, man. It has a ninety-two percent on uh, the Great Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, ninety-two percent. Ninety-two percent. That's pretty freaking high. That's hard yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, I don't yeah. think you see a Jodorowsky movie without kind of knowing what you're getting into these days a little bit. I agree that the fact that he's still making movies is pretty amazing in its own. I mean, he's been a filmmaker for a really long time and an artist, and the fact that now he's making movies. Well, he's always had movies, including his son, I think. But um, for him to make this movie now and have both of his sons in it, right? The older son and younger son, apparently? And I think this was kind of shown in the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune, correct? Like, that he was still working on new movies? I think when they showed part of his uh, current lifestyle, they showed selections of this. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think you might be correct. for validation on that. I think you might be correct, yes. They did show that he was still making movies, and I think he was probably working on this one. While, right, they, while, yeah. they, while they were doing that film, but uh, yeah, man. Um, what did the poets think? Because it's definitely yeah. We're, we're gonna let you guys about talk well, about it for a little while. Do we want to uh, do we want to talk about the poetry aspect? What I mean, first, I mean, we, or we, the we, film we, aspect we, first? We have to, yeah, know. right. We have to, yeah. So why don't you guys kick it off, man? What did you guys think about a movie called Endless Poetry? <laughs> May goes. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, I think it's, I think it speaks to sort of like this, you know, uh, youthful exuberance for the language. I mean, it clearly goes through their love affair with not just each other, but also like the engagement and, and the becoming of a the becoming of a young artist and the coming of a young poet's life into this in this you know sort of strange landscape, you know. And Jodorowsky does it the way that he does it best, you know, not not just by the language and the and the scripting and even like the harmonics of you know like the the whole the, the sound of the whole movie, but he does it through the visuals the. The very, you know, like the, um, the black figures that are taking the objects out of the scene. He does it in a very, in a very theatrical-like way. Absolutely. Um, and he does it, uh, but he doesn't, he dodges canny. He dodges, he dodges, like it's, it, like it, 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 it's familiar, but it's not tired. Well, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I think, I, think. I I think, I think he there's kind of different points in the movie, right? I think in the beginning it's a lot more artificial, and that actually works a lot better for me, especially like dealing with the poetry stuff because he's hitting a lot of notes of this idea of like, well, this like being rejected by your family for being being a poet and and being called a faggot and being like, well, I mean that's a real thing, right? And, yeah. And then oh, this, like, cool. being in a, a being in a destructive relationship almost on purpose to, like, feed... Like, that's all real things. But in the beginning, it almost feels like it's very... It's more self-aware, and it's, it's playing with it, almost making fun of it as it's being... As it's kind of... As it's being... But it's also presenting it in, like, kind of something where it feels like it's coming from a personal experience, but it's making fun of it. But to me, there's some point in the movie where it totally loses that and becomes this, like, romanticized bullshit that is hard for me to tolerate. I agree 100%. I think the first half of the movie is the better half. Um, it really held my attention for as long as a movie like this can. And I've seen a lot of weird films. This isn't, like, the first movie I've seen. It's kind of out there and strange. But I think for the first half, I don't know, it just feel like it had a lot more... Had more teeth. Heart, it had to like it. more heart in it, and it just well more teeth to it too. Though. Like I mean, yeah, there was more heart to but it, it too. Though. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it was a better told story of what he was trying to portray in the first half. As far as the second half is a little, is way more in my in my opinion surreal, and it gets you know I don't want to use the word artsy, but it gets real fucking artsy. You know, like. Sick yeah, but it's artsy in the I mean, beginning, but it's artsy in a different way. It's artsy in, in a the, different way. In the know? weird yeah. kind of artsy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I, you know, I don't want to say that, but that's just that's the best way I can put it right now. Where I feel like in the first half, when he's a kid and when he first, you know, is becoming an artist and he meets this girl and maybe you know becomes his girlfriend, it's all it's you know it's like really I don't know if it's autobiographical, like that's really what actual. Like, I would love to know if, if the, everything that happened in this movie kind of, you know, happened in some form of another no, in his real life. to say, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but that would, that would be pretty cool. But I feel like the first half is, like, really, especially stuff with, like, his dad. And, like, and I just, I feel like it's all, it all was really well done and um, entertaining, man. I mean, the whole movie's entertaining, but, it, like, it just, it, the second half kind of lost me. Like, as soon as he starts going on, you know, trips with, different people and I don't know, it just it, I don't know, it was just a little it was way too too out there for me but I mean overall I thought it was you know fun and funny and you know I laughed at a lot of it 
I want to ask you guys, um, do you know if he is an actual poet in real life? Like, he actually writes poems? I think... I'm not 100% sure, but I think when he was younger, he did, yeah, right? Okay, this yeah. Is, this yeah, that's, 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 like that's, that's what I was wondering. I mean, it would, it would, it would yeah. make sense, obviously, but I was just curious if, the, if he was actually a real poet. But, um, but yeah, I noticed a lot of times when we were watching it, you guys kind of laughed at parts and got parts that me and David probably didn't get because we're not super poetry uh, buffs like you guys. And I just wanted to find out, were there anything in here in, in particular that was like little moments that... Uh, he was pointing out like famous poet poets or stuff like that that you guys kind of picked up on that we didn't quite pick up on, you know, like I mean, any, any little moments know. like that. There was there was not that much referential stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the Lorca stuff in the beginning. It was a little bit referential. Yeah, but I think it's more just kind of like a co- just the acquainting lives you with, of poets. And well, the just also acquainting you with like the culture of Chile. And and the, well, there's that like, too. Yeah, the, yeah. The, definitely the, the the sort of like cultural makeup of that and who they would look at as poets and establishing the world in which we are existing in in this movie in this film. Yeah, yeah. in this film, if you're the artist, you're basically gay. Um, we we found that out. <laughs> no matter what you do, you're gay if you're an artist. And um, the way they the way they use that in I mean, it's it's about poetry, obviously, but I think a big part of it is just about wanting to be an artist and having your family not want you to do that because artists don't make money. Yeah. And, um, you know, finding yourself in love with the prototypical uh, pixie dream girl in this situation, in this film, um, where, you know, she's just all 100% wrong for you, but you love her because she's just fucking wildly unique, but she's crazy. And... Um, Stuff like that, man. I mean, this, this movie was really interesting. I'm curious to know what uh, what my buddy David thought because he hadn't spoken once about this movie, and uh, I'm I just really want to know what he thought about this because we for for the record we never watch movies like this together because we always watch like you know movies that go in theater theaters. But um, I'm curious, man. What do you think about this Damn, film, what dude? You think? Big Moss. It was. Uh... <clears throat> Sorry to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious. I need to know. Your uh, it's it's hard to encapsulate the movie. Um, it definitely, you know, definitely isn't afraid to. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> great scene. This is such a great scene. Yeah, this, the part the part where we're being introduced okay. to, already, this, all, to that, all these that, artists that is, is great. great scene. Like, I mean, it's just so funny. This is it's just entertaining. The part where he goes into the he's like going to the. Well, he wakes up after living in the artist's colony. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a grown man. He's a grown he's he's man. He's like he one of the X-Men. Yeah, he goes to sleep a kid, he wakes up a grown man, and now he's meeting all the artists that they live with. Which is, which is it's, again, just, it's just a fun scene. That's uh, all. Yeah, earlier in the movie, hilarious, super yeah. fun scene. But it, but that's kind of like what I'm talking about, where I'm a little confused about what's going on in the movie, because that seems very much at least poking fun at the whole idea of what an artist is. Oh, for sure. In a, from an insider way, from a way that's still loving, but it seems very much yeah. poking fun oh, yeah. at it. For sure, I agree. Which I like in the beginning of the movie, and then I just feel like it totally loses that later on. It gets so no, I agree. So overly serious with yeah. itself. For sure, I agree 100%. He talks two people out of suicide with ridiculous fucking means. <laughs> like, like... And well, and then the, and then on the other hand, it's like that's also like I'd have to call this movie cute. Mm. Like it's a cute movie. Like even the stuff that tries to be dark in it doesn't escape being cute. 
Right, like it's... Like having sex with a midget on her period? <laughs> well, no, but it's still in like a cutesy way. Some, I know it seems insane, but like all of it comes off very cute. It's like no, played for a comedic effect or something, sort of. Yeah, for sure. Or it's for a hot warming effect. You know? Well, it has the color palette, you know? It has the, you know, he chose the palette specifically to very, have that very, very romantic... Yep, you know, palette. A lot it's of like, lot of reds. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, warm, it's warm colors. It's reds, yellows, oranges, and browns, and and um, you know, it makes you feel comfortable. And you know, and I, I agree with that one hundred percent. And and being ha- haven't seen a couple of his other films, I would say I think I said it before I even watched this, but um, definitely this movie. It's his most accessible film that I've seen. Yeah. so far, um, and that says something to seeing how crazy this movie was. But um, he definitely at his at his old age. I don't know what, what he's in, like in his eighties. I think now. Yeah, um, 80, yeah, he's like eighty-seven. Like, okay, so like eighty, that, yeah. eighty something, almost ninety. And um, the fact that again, I love o- older veteran filmmakers who still have balls that can do like just out the out the box crazy movies. Like you know, uh, directors like Martin Scorsese who does Wolf of Wall Street or Terrence Malick who's you know who's still making movies every year and just doing crazy shit. And um, and this guy, I mean, David Lynch, who's, you know, just made a fucking crazy long television series that was just balls out nuts. And um, all these guys, man, who are great artists in their own right, at their old age, just doing stuff that young filmmakers aren't even, you know, trying to accomplish. I just, I appreciate that coming from an artistic level. And um, this movie is, you know, it's it's pretty, it's pretty. I agree, it is very cute. But even though it's cute, it's still like nuts. Like the end of this movie, there's there's so many okay, visuals, like, there's so many visuals being yeah. thrown your way. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. You don't know what's yeah. going on. You know, like there's there's, there's so but many you're visuals. Saying, but you're, I mean, absolutely. Like if you're comparing this to a Hollywood movie, well, no, I'm not comparing. I'm just, well, I'm not, I'm not, not you're not. But I'm yeah. saying it's ballsy in that regard. It's, it's just ballsy because he's like damn near ninety and making, I don't know, man. Just making like, this intense film. The, the beginning of it, I'm down with, and then by the end, I feel like I'm watching like, you know, when you're in a television show and they want to parody already movies and yeah. they have like their fake versions of inevitably a Bergman film. Yes, it felt like that's what I was watching by the end of the movie. It was like a parody of a Bergman movie or something by the end of the damn thing. Huh. I, I mean, yeah, I can, I can, I can see your point there. I mean, it's definitely, you know. And there's things that I love so much in the beginning, and why were they not carried through? Like having the having the like fake shop fronts and the cars with I the agree. fake things, that shit was so, and they just it was so disappeared cool. again until yeah. the end, and then it showed up at the very end again. Yeah, but it, it was, just it like was very cool. why? It was very, that was uh, awesome. It was very you know? um, theatrical. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was very like a stage play. But then that, that just stuff. disappears for the majority of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he kind of gets lost in his own in his own story, man. Because, like I said earlier, the beginning of the film, I think it's it's way more cohesive, and he's telling a direct storyline, and there's plot threads, and there are things happening. And I think once the middle of the film kicks in the kicks in the gear all the way towards the end, it's just kind of all over the place. I mean, it's like the movie goes from a character. You know, going on a path, discovering things, and figuring out who he wants to be, to a character in face paint. You know, for basically the last forty-five minutes of the film, spitting out you know words and speeches. You know, to, it's just, it's, and I—I I mean, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. That's what he Resolving wants to do. His daddy issues. 
Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, David, scroll to like, I mean, scroll to like not, the end, man. Like the last, yeah, the last like forty something minutes. It's not a very. I mean, if this was your image of what a poet was, it would not make you want to be a poet. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this scene was he pretty comes off pretty uh, un. There's a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah. And by nudity, I mean penises. I mean a lot of weird nudity. Yeah. I mean, of... there is penises. I mean, but but, but to say that there are penises, they're usually in penis. bizarre <laughs> situations. Like penis. Yeah, like that's a bizarre situation. Just a strange tarot reading on a naked boy's David, I kind of thought you were zooming in just now with a kid. How zoomed on the penis? That's hilarious. Oh, this scene. Who is this woman? I don't know. There's, there's so this many... This intense. This, this whole yeah, sequence. Like, or... And she actually, she was speaking American, right? Like, she was speaking normal. Um, yeah, this is after they totally lost some... me. This is like a part where yeah, I'm just, she's just like, and, come and on. They, and they, they start dancing at the and end. And they start doing some weird art dance. And, uh, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Look. no, with, with no sound and no and nothing, you can just... This is the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Look at this. I mean, it's not, though. That's the thing. You've got. It's, I mean, it looks like something like, in the room. No, this is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a film student wanting to be weird. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's where it gets to by the end of the movie. <laughs> it stops being. Where in the beginning, his weirdness is very controlled no, and, 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 and pointed to a purpose. It's not anymore at a certain point. You being know? shot on digital video is not helping. Define that line of student, student film. It's the cheap, it's the cheap way, man. Getting yeah, no, no budget, man. Oh, and as since the next thing that comes up on the parts of him coming in as his old self and talking to him are the most cheesy, ludicrous things in the entire fucking movie. They're trying to be emotionally getting his point across, but they are not. Those are not emotionally moving at all. Blade it's, in your face. It's just so. Bad. No, I agree. He should. I, he, I think he should have never been in a film at all. Like, if you're going to cast your son, man, just let him do it all. You don't really have to butt in and tell us exactly what you're thinking. You can even narrate it, but you don't have to pop up, you know. But I mean, yeah, I agree, dude. It, it was definitely there's not. It was nuts. It. Is this the midget part? Midget sex? Yes, midget period sex. Okay, but that's all. Huh. That's all another thing. Right that thing. Like, there's yes. some weird oh like. I don't know, like, I mean, uh, there's definitely a tradition of that. Yeah. In, that's, a, that's a nice shot. In movies and whatever, and I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't know, man, this is a very misogynistic movie, too, I'm going to say right it right is. now. It's extremely misogynistic. Yeah, women suck in this movie. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's like they're not treated sympathetically in any way. Like, I we just I, saw that scene with them. I didn't even, even notice his shoes in his, in his like, bar. <laughs> what scenes were in class? That was the whole point of the scene. I, I, dude, I, I, was, I, was ducking, I was ducking in and out at this point. <laughs> Honestly, no bullshit. Oh, this is a terrible scene. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but like, the, but even, like, whatever. Like, all that stuff goes on, and then they show her getting electroshock treatment. Yeah. Like, that's, like, some super misogynistic bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it serves no purpose in the movie. And also his earlier girlfriend with the, the red hair where she just walked into a bar and, like, showed dudes her tits and just wanted to fight him. And, and he was, like, the sympathetic well, figure. Well, it started out not as bad, but, yeah, it got to that point, too. Yeah, It was a little strange, man. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't oh, know. It's, it's I don't two know. hours and eight minutes of... Uh, 
my but life, then, then, you know, then it's, it's over now. But then there's some beautiful imagery, to be sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, although it's sometimes a little tone deaf with how it's using its imagery. David Fassel this part, man. We're listening, we're watching this conversation. But, uh, but so, so like, the end, I guess, so. like, the part they used in the poster, which is, like, kind of the crowning point of the end of the movie. It's a beautiful scene. It's a beautiful looking scene. Yeah. And here we're, this, is beautiful, this is a beautiful too. This is a beautiful scene too where he's nakedly this is crowd his, surfing. This is his son crowd surfing balls deep and the people are just grabbing him. It's beautiful but we've never seen this before in any, anywhere. But 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 I feel like someone should have edited this shit down because this should have been an emotionally affecting scene and it was not in he the pro- movie. He probably you know? edited himself probably. It just did not feel. No, no emotion, right? Even though it's supposed to have emotion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a weird transition right there. Yeah, and then going to the yeah, second agree. talking someone out of suicide scene, which is yeah, so I think another they, problem, like tone deaf about suicide in this movie. Definitely, too, what they didn't do with this movie was watch it without the sound. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did not. Because you should watch the movie without sound well, before you put it out to the world because you see stuff a lot more clear without hearing the audio. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, visually, it's really inconsistent. Like, yeah. We can talk about the moments that are really beautiful, but then there's moments like this that this could be a low-budget television show right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. This, this, like this looks like a scene yeah. out of, like, uh, the, the TV show Charmed, you know, on TV, on TBS or some shit. But uh, fast forward a just, little more, David. I want to see. I want to see all of the skeletons and the red devils chasing the streets. Cause that was pretty, pretty great to watch. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I want to see that. But again, and, yeah. and, and that's what that's what we're kind of sold on because that's like the poster image of the, of the movie, and little, that doesn't earlier. come until the end. It doesn't come until the like end, the and then as visually stunning as it is, it's so emotionally. Yeah, because it's, fulfilling. Yeah, that because it's, it's disappointing. Just, it's it's just, just there for the visual aspect. You're not yeah. getting anything out of it. As far as you know, story wise and emotion wise, but that's the whole point as a director is to make those visual things earn their. Well, you, you that is that is your point, team, unless you know? you're Jodorowsky, Joe, Joe because all of his movies are kind of in this vein of weird imagery, surreal, you know, stuff that doesn't always make sense. And true. It's just that's very true. I, I don't mean, care about it not making sense. I don't need it to make sense. I need it to emotionally feel like something. Or, well, that's, but or, I mean, I'm, you know? I'm saying exactly what you're looking for, and most of his movies don't have them. I mean, yeah, that's a even even his, like, even his best movies, which I would say is probably like, um, well, El Topo is probably one of his most, yeah. more popular films. Yeah, even his most popular films. I mean, if you watch them, it's very similar, man. That's why I say like, this one is actually one of the most straightforward ones because the rest of them are just just visuals and not really any story, anything. It's just. But maybe I think crazy that, stuff going. But on. I think that's part of the problem with this movie is, if it's a little less straightforward, yeah. you give I can give a little more leeway to that. The problem with this is it, it gets into all this cheesy bullshit about oh we all die and you just need to live your life and all this fucking nonsense and be an angel and then you're still trying to, the that doesn't those things don't work together right like it's too cheesy it's just yeah. like. The imagery is tone deaf. Even the parts that are beautiful looking, yeah, like exactly. Like here he is, the angel walking with the death. Angel walking. I mean, that's, me. that's a be- that's a beautiful looking scene. But I wish you didn't jam it down my fucking throat. You know? <laughs> yeah, he could. I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, he could have done a little more with it. 
and then him, different camera then, angles, different. and talking into the mirror and being like, "Oh, I'm yeah, I mean, it looks it, like it's, yeah, it's it, like a parody of an arty movie." Like it looks to me, man, like that that part with all the the devils and skeletons and stuff. Like maybe he had like four or five cameras max, and he just kind of had one upper angle, one straight on. And I'm like, dude, like with that. That type of chaos going on, man. You need to be more creative with these fucking angles, yeah. too. Like, well, there's that too, it needs, yeah. you know, we need to see some surreal. Sh- I mean, it's uh, and again, the pacing is that, also very like it's the pacing's really fast. Yeah, like, that that's scene what I'm saying. Could have gone goes, on for a lot longer. I agree. Like that's a beautiful I scene. I could have saw a Why bunch wouldn't of, you stay on that for yeah, longer than you did? And there's you no, know? there's no other close-ups of anybody else. And I get it. Like you just wanted to focus on this guy, but I mean, I want to see some of those masks, man. I want to see people interacting. You know, what I mean. You have your nice overhead wide shot of everybody, but put us in the crowd. You know, I was walking through with him. Like, there's there's a million other angles you could have got. You could just shoot them, and you get in the editing room and see what and works. Speaking of masks, who knows, man? <laughs> the most the most awful use of visual imagery in any movie I've ever seen to literally have the people who are not artists wearing masks is. I don't know if I can think of a more ham-fisted piece of visual imagery in any movie that I've ever seen. And they were wearing, like, baby masks, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like gold-plated baby masks, something like that? It was really weird. Really strange. (laughs) But not that it's strange. It's like, it's such an op... Like, okay, like, we get it. You're your artists. You're you're not... You don't have masks on. Everyone else does. You're like, what is this supposed to represent? He's in an alleyway full of crates and boxes. He's dressed like an angel. His dad dresses like, you know, Scarface, 1986. Yeah, not his dad. With a cane. Well, yeah, it is him. It's him, but it's also his dad. In reality, <laughs> and, uh, it's his dad. Yeah, the and, movie and, now, yeah. and now he's talking to us, the audience, while he sits there angry, and he's saying something important. But, I mean, why is he doing that there? Why are you in the alleyway? Like, it would have been, it would have been way more cooler to see him walking through this crowd of red people with that outfit on and having him talk to the people while talking to us while walking through this crowd of I red guess, seats. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just because of anything. I don't know. It's he just, just, just strange. Well, I, yes, I agree 100% with that. But I don't know. And then this scene happened, which I'm like, I thought the movie ended right there at the end with the red seat. But no. That would have been a better ending. Yeah, I was like, where, where, where are we going So now, from the man? poetry aspect, this is yeah. interesting, right? So he's got this older poet yeah. who he idolizes. And he has to kind of like let him go. Well, okay, so I guess in the course of the movie, right? Spoiler. But he gives up his girlfriend. Originally, he's told to go find his muse, and he finds the muse that was the viper. Yes, the 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 beautiful big, big breasted woman. The beautiful but horrible woman who was the inspiration of his favorite older poet. Yes, all the stuff with her was was with her was amazing. Wait, no, I thought, that was some I thought, it was, thought it was great. But so now at the end, he goes back to him again <laughs> to get advice for some reason because he can't get advice from his dad. Yeah, maybe. But then he's just he has like, to denounce the academy. But then, but the advice from the older poet is, no, you should go study and get a job teaching like I did. And he's like, no, fuck you. Is that what happens? Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was checked out. I was checked out by this point, guys. I'm sorry. I was trying to keep it up, but my my, he my, says, my eyelids are closing no. every fucking five minutes. He says, "No, thanks a lot. I'll rather have my own way." He's like, "No." And you didn't can't. we see all the Nazis? We did right? this really fucking yeah, really what? weird. The Nazis. Yeah, what is going on with fascism in Chile in the 40s? Right? It's like digitally composited. 
But but why? The movie should have ended ten minutes ago. I, I don't know. Right. And then this stuff's all also very weird because do we need to have Nazi flags to emphasize that they're fascist? That seems. It might, have been, it might have been Nazis. I mean, you, you know, I, you, you, I, got, well, you throw you throw I mean, swastikas in there, and people I'm just not, know. I'm, not, what it I'm is. not sure about that, but even if that is the case, that seems like it kind of undercuts your point to some extent. To me, I don't know. It's just it's a little cartoony. This part made no I mean, sense. This part made no sense to me because I don't cartoony. I don't understand it. Like the movie should have ended ten minutes ago for one thing, and this is just extra. Nothing. And then he goes and confronts the dude and says, death to Ibanez. And because and they just ignore him? And then his friend and, is like... everybody's still, <laughs> everybody's still wearing masks, mask, yes. <laughs> and then his friends are like, oh yeah, they don't see anyone except for him. Which is like, again, another very unnuanced understanding of everything. Like, and, and then... And then taking something very literal, right? So now this movie's ended four times. So now we have another ending where we're back in Cafe Iris, right? Is that, how, is that what it is? Yeah, like the, old, the, the old man, The old man uh, cafe. And um, we're back here. This is the fourth ending. The movie's ended 15 minutes ago. The movie should have ended about 35 minutes ago, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's never going to end, man. It just goes on forever. This was like content for a short, to be honest. This was yeah. not content for a full-length movie. And it's funny because it's just hitting me now re-watching the film that it's still not over yeah, yet. Yeah. Okay. It's, not, it's not over until he gets in a boat. So it's like we still have more to go. I'm like, Jesus. The very... Is this thing the very, going in? The very over-the-top circularity of the same exact boat with the same right. skeleton dude yeah. that when he left... Sailing off. The mountain Yeah. I tell you, I, I want to know the story of the, uh, the wrestler... Uh, is that Luchador? Yeah. Guy. He's, he's one of the more interesting yeah, I wanna, characters. Yeah, I want to know this fucking guy's story with the with the woman who's always well, on his back. The, they're the um, like totally in sync dancers. Yes, I want to know their story. That should be a short film on, yeah. his, on his Blu-ray. They're, that is, they're one of the more interesting. I want to know what is going on with these guys. She just hangs on his back all the time. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so this now, is like now symbolizes. This is great to watch the movie without all. This symbolizes like the insignificance of the poetry against the. Regime of the government, you know, populist regime. I guess, man. I don't even know what the fuck this movie's supposed to be saying about poetry. <laughs> like, number one, he's a poet. It's like he barely he I, he didn't write anything in the whole movie except for like the first fucking time he picked up a pen. Yeah, I'm the actually, rest of the time he improvised what he was saying. Yeah, I'm actually wondering: <laughs> is there any moment in this movie where like his poetry? comes into play where it's like a huge turning point for like a character building thing? I don't know that he ever wrote poetry. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he, he's he supposed said, to be a poet. He decided he was going to be a poet. He wrote like once and then the rest of the time they're like, oh, you're a poet? And he's like, I'll improvise something right yeah, now. That's not, that's not good. Man. And, then, and then later he's like, no, poetry's action. It's not writing things. They kept saying that over and over again. Like, from a poetic standpoint, it's very bizarre. But Joe's movie sucks. <laughs> Stop it! It doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean, but the thing I is, I mean, I I, I'm not saying that it sucks. Like, I'm saying that like there's, it's not, it's there's some like really sucks. there's some really good elements, but like, well, overall, does it suck? I guess maybe it does because like it doesn't come together into anything. But it's a damn shame because there are some wonderful things in it. All right, so David, what do you have to say about this movie? I'm so artsy. I need guitar. Well, Despite all of its flaws, it was very refreshing to see a movie that was this bold, creatively, and willing no. to 
bend the limits and parameters of a typical film narrative, both by adding in some theatrical flourishes with the kind of... I'm surprised nobody mentioned this, since you guys seem to enjoy it. The spandex-wearing, nameless, shapeless... Theatrical The stagehands The stagehands Yeah they were great Super creepy and awesome At the same time And um, You know as well You know little things like that Kind of making it more Of like a theatrical form But also You know And I'm not saying that it was You know I think Joe Said it was the weakest part Of the film But having the Creator himself Step in and Join the characters At some point For what was You know Basically a very Personal Story I'm not saying that it worked to the benefit of the film, but it Didn't was just, work. just something that I'd never seen before. So, like, for all of its... Uh, its You've short never things, seen that well, before. You've never seen the creator stepping in... Well, yeah. very rarely. You'll very never rare. see Terrence Maddock in his own rare. film. Just saying. I mean, I'm thinking But you've of, seen that before. I know I, okay. I, I, One, Stanley's in all his films. Two... I'm uh, thinking of... Uh, I mean, I can think... Yeah, well, you can see... Hitchcock no, but I mean, in that way of, like, coming in... Directly talking coming in, no, putting your right. hands on the shoulders of the main actor and looking directly into the camera, and like, I'm gonna say this shit right here because well, it's important, it is, guys. It's like coaching. It's about this movie. Here's, here's what I felt about it. It's I felt I felt it like it was like they got this sort of B-roll coaching these like these like B-roll moments yeah. on stage uh, on set, uh, on on camera, and there were sort of Jodorowsky comes on to the into the movie to push it forward. And sort of like give us a couple quantum leaps to explain something, or right. like to come and like move the narrative forward in a place where he can't do it through the visuals of the poetics or the. You I know, guess, or man. The, like, you the, know what it feels like to me. It feels like the end of Annie Hall, like rewriting your story, rewriting your. Oh, he's story. definitely rewriting his own story. For and sure, it feels gross. It feels gross to me. It feels like, man, you're a sentimental old man, and you don't even understand. You're supposed to be an artist, and you don't understand the most basic thing about art, that that's the first thing you should avoid, is to be rewriting your own story in this romanticized bullshit way. Well, maybe maybe at his age of like 87, he sees life and, and his art in a different way. You know, I'm not taking up for him, I'm just saying like... I mean, he's he's made he so many movies here. He's wearing purple. Yeah, it's it's he's you know, man. It's, it's he kinda, resembles it's all of them. They it's childish. Childish. I don't mind this part. Childish. It's it's childish. childish. On a side note, does anybody else think that uh, the dad kind of looks like Kurt Wood Smith and uh, William H Macy <laughs> as one person? I but, do uh, like the shaving hair thing. I do like the shaving hair thing. It looks like we're right together. Well, I like that as an image, talking. but you well, know? discuss what you're talking about. We're watching. Basically, literally, the director step in in an interaction between a depiction of himself and his father, and his father, and he's basically lecturing his younger self on how he should have. This is three generations of people in this movie together at once. This is the Scooby Doo moment. This is this is the moment. Like this is pretty much a textbook of what you should not do as a writer ever. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Un- unless you're like 87 years old and no, even you don't, then, you don't you give should, a when you're 87 you don't give a shit, old, you know. You should definitely know not to do I don't this. Think, I, don't, I don't think he cares. At this point, at this he point, his career is still fucking so terrible. Yeah, I, 
I, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, at this point, he, he doesn't care. He's just doing whatever he wants. Like, why is he shaving his dad's hair? No. Okay, but the other thing is, like, that's actually a good idea, the shaving the head thing, if you didn't have all that stupid fucking exposition beforehand. And he kisses his father in the just, mouth. <laughs> oh, I, even that would be all right. What if, his dad, what if his dad came up and said, you can't leave and all this shit, and there was none of that explanation, and he just shaved his head and started kissing him? That'd be a much better scene. And his dad kisses him back in the mouth. Yeah. This is almost like too scripted perfectly. I tell you what, that water looks almost. beautiful. It does. That water looks, it reminds me of the movie The Master. And the rest and that steps water, are beautiful. That water yeah, looks, this that is like one of the moments where they're like, he, they decided to shoot the sh- scene for a second. But yeah, they, 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 they actually yeah. decided to shoot on location somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and uh, use a beautiful, beautiful windy day with water flowing amazingly. It looks great. And now it looks terrible. Because he's walking backwards. Well, yeah. if you didn't notice, this whole shot is played in reverse. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, so well I'm just there. trying to call back to the beginning where you had the purple fucking tugboat in the beginning. Yeah. But does it have to? Does it have to be in reverse? What does what does what does the shot be in well, reverse? Because have they to want do? it to be circular. Yeah. It's another example listen. of the cheesy film yeah. student yeah, exactly. I, was about, I was about to say, I, oh my God, I, I, I never caught this shot. I missed that shot. Yeah, and that's yeah, like, I, I get that, but that's like, again. that's just too artsy to be artsy, man. The water is beautiful. Just shoot the shit normally with the fucking boat going backwards. Yeah, and um, and maybe yeah. not have an all purple tugboat because that yeah, doesn't maybe. really add anything to the fucking yeah. Thing. Except except that the that he was wearing a purple suit, so I'm guessing he's selling away on on him. I don't I don't know, man. Well, the, it so was you're purple in the fade to it white. Was purple in the beginning too, and no one was wearing purple in the beginning. Right, fade just, to white. Just saying, he was know. wearing like a purple suit at the end, so I'm guessing that's something to. Who knows? We're, we're we're inside this guy's fucking head. We don't know. We don't care. This movie's amazing. Everybody watch it. <laughs> okay, so that was going to be my next question. Well, this is going like, to be like... This is going to be like... I think it's... Alright, no, no. We're going to go down the line. This is like old Siskel and Ebert. Thumbs up, thumbs down, and why? And David, you got to begin. Like... Ultimately, i got to give it a thumbs down. I don't really know why, but I'm going to try to sound like Ebert... And I really didn't have that great of a time. R.I.P. Uh, could have been a couple hours better spent. Better movies. Probably seen some old, older Jodorowsky things. We could have been watching Congo. Gotta say, that's my that's my take. Awesome. I guess I'll go since uh, we're, I'm another guest on here. Um, I'll give this movie one thumb up and one thumb down. Seeing how I have two thumbs at my disposal. <laughs> Because because some of this movie is very entertaining and very watchable and very funny, and some of this movie isn't, and um, it doesn't. It ends on a fucking a whimper, you know. Nothing, you know. I would expect a movie like this to end powerful and you know make a statement and be strong, and it just really doesn't. It ends with a a fucking a puff, you know, a puff. So so yeah, I mean, I, overall, I liked half of it. Didn't like half of didn't like half of it. So. Thumb up, thumb, thumb down from Sydney. Did Siskel and Ebert use both hands? No. Hey, <laughs> we're using both hands. No. <laughs> we have two hands, we're using both of them. Well, we decided to change the rating system, and you're looking it, for it, no. it, now we're going to change it to... Well, look at this end scene at the very end. What, what is, is this? this? I'm not, they didn't, oh, what was that? Oh, that didn't show
Shot, I wish that had actually been in the film. They finally did a close up with this guy, you know, with the back. That was a nice shot, actually. But yeah, okay. that's it. Moving on. Uh, I think BMW is going to save it for the end, so I'm going to I'm going to come in. Oh, he's going to wrap it up. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to give it two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I think I think I think I think that if you consider just modern filmmaking today. And uh, what you actually have to go through in order to pull off sort of like a spectacle on this level. And being a purist Jorowski fan, uh, I think that even though the, it does end eight times and it's disparate <laughs> in its content and its visual direction, especially in the second half, um, I think that as, as a sequence of tapestries and still lifes and beautiful portraits that he pulls together... I think he does a pretty damn good job, and I, I, I think overall I would rather watch this movie five more times than watch a thousand other movies even once more again. Like Equalizer 2? So I'm just going to say I liked it. Two thumbs up. Not my favorite Jodorowsky, but I liked it. I don't know. I think I got have, I have to give it a thumbs down. I mean... <laughs> Just one thumb? But, <laughs> I'm only using one thumb. This is Glenn. Glenn Weaver gave it three thumbs oh, up. Man. But, uh, you know, but, it's, and, but uh, it almost makes me dislike it more because I feel, like, thumbs up. I feel like if you watched the first 25 to 30 minutes of this movie and turned it off, you'd be like, that was awesome. Yeah, you're right. I agree. And... <laughs> And maybe that's you know, how many movies can we say that? About? You know, that's true. Like, I mean, but no, but I mean, not just like, not just that, it, not just that it was amusing. Like, the first twenty-five to third minute, thirty minutes is like actually awesome. You're like, this is not, this is something I've not seen before, and it's great, and I'm laughing, but there's also some darkness to it, and it's kind of, so it's it kind of wonderful. Yeah, it's about like thirty minutes. No, I mean not halfway. It didn't get halfway. Where's the scene? I think after he left the the girl with the red hair, it turned for me because I really I really liked everything that she had to do. For me, for me, fifteen minutes into it, it's an amazing. (laughs) Well, first of all, Howard the Duck is amazing throughout. Okay, that movie's amazing. (laughs) If you don't like it, shame on you, David. But um, yeah, I think I think once is once the red viper, I guess her name. How many volunteers it took to make once she's that's that's, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I think once she's out of it, man, the movie just loses it, in my opinion. Well, I agree. She's it's somewhere in that point. Yeah, like, she's and even her character is like is questionable how it's portrayed. But, but she's yeah. but I think there's maybe actually even a point where I get lose interest in her character. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Maybe yeah. It's like good for a bit. It might be like you know what. I think that when they point go to, to the stop club, watching when, the movie when they go to the is club, when, dicks. when he shows up with <laughs> the when, gay club. When she shows up with his old poet, when she shows up with the old poet, and it's revealed that she's uh, his old lover that the hmm. poems are about, and she cuts the A in her hand. I didn't he, mind that part. He, no, I like that part. I'm saying that's the last part. The last that's part good. that was good. 
Yeah, when, I think when he's like drinking the blood. Of yeah, the yeah, head, I remember you know? that one. That's like that could be the end. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think once they go into the gay club and he gets attacked and almost raped and she has to fight off these guys, I think that's like the end of it for me. I think after that. I don't really remember anything after that being, like, gripping. I mean, that wasn't even that gripping, but... That, that was a little bit silly, but there was yes. nice stuff That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's the, yeah. that's the yeah. last part in the movie that's interesting enough to watch and hold your attention and still be, you know, kind of funny and weird. But after that, I, I can remember anything that was like, man, that was really, really good. I don't know. I mean... I think I think after that, that's when I started to uh, my lid started to close. So they separate. That might have to do. That. Yeah, they, they separate. And that's kind of scene where she steps. Yeah, back they, and they, they separate, separate for and days. then she comes back and she's changed. And I think after she changes, man, the movie changes. All right, last thing we have to say before we go. Holy Mountain, Makos, especially. Yeah. I mean, y'all can talk about this too. But what do you think about how this movie portrays being a poet? Oh, that's all you guys. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think I think. I think that it doesn't really go into the craft uh, as much as I think it could be. I think that I think that what he's trying to show is that, like, through experiencing life, there's poetry. Um, I don't necessarily know if Jorowski's claiming to be a poet in this movie. Uh, well, but the character is. The character is, yeah. And I just don't know... If it really like has a, like a broad scope, as far as like, but you're right. He's the, saying, the perspective, I mean, the perspective is still like, limited. It's still like a, a, in a city, and it's like. But I mean, I have, I have mixed feelings about that. But I mean, that is true. Like, it, like your life is part of that for any artist. Like that's part of your life, right? But it's also like you still have to like do something with that shit. It's not like living the craziest life makes you a fucking poet, right? Like, True. Like, that's a really dangerous thing to me, and that almost seems to be what the movie is saying. Like, you're, oh, like, do the, go do a bunch of crazy shit, and, uh, you know, get in a bunch of people's faces that were in real life that shit would have gotten you killed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's fucking... Walking in front of a dictator's parade, and I mean, all right, maybe we're supposed to take that symbolically, but I mean, even symbolically, that seems very hollow to me. It's like, yeah, in real life, yeah, that's cool if you believe you should do that, but in real life, there's costs to do those things, right? Like, you don't come out of that unharmed. No, you yeah. get shot. You, you got know? it. Like, Instantly. Yeah, that's not. That's kind of some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, like there are people who believe have believed that and done that, and like when we want to talk about Naruto or something, like Naruto believed that and did that, but there were costs for that, right? You, yeah. you that fucked up your life, and you're all, you were lucky to keep living. Yeah, what you do know. You, what do you guys think of Naruto? Because he's mentioned several times. Was he? I think they mentioned Lorga. Did they mention Naruto in there too? Maybe think, once, maybe two or three once, times. Yeah. I think he was mentioned probably twice, right? Well, when they did the statue. Oh, they did the statue. That's Two right. to three times. I wrapped it up. Yeah, yeah. Painted it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Naruto's an interesting character, right? But, but, as far as what I'm talking about, Naruto's an interesting example, right? Because he kind of played both ends. Sometimes he tried to play the politics, and then later he became total rebel, and was a fugitive, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but, 
But the but the thing is, like, no matter, he, I mean, and he was more realist about it, and still he paid a big cost for it, right? And, like, that's the thing that's missing from this movie, which to me is weird about it, like, to try to claim that as what a poet is and not show that, yeah, but there's a cost for that. And that's actually the beautiful part of it, if you decide to do that. I'm not saying that is something you need to do, but... If you do, part of the beauty is the cost that you're paying at the same time, right? Yeah. If you're not paying a cost, it's just hollow. Yeah. I agree, guys. 100%. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that that you know the use of the imagery and I just didn't like that part. That part really just didn't really ring with me. It didn't really ring true. So. Yeah. It it rang it rang it rang more of like charade for cinema. That, that those scenes didn't even really don't didn't really seem to have to be there. All right, but to end on a not so negative note, yep. The two of you who've watched more Jodorowsky, mm-hmm. what would you recommend that are like your the ones that you should see if you want to see some Jodorowsky? I've, movies? In, including this one, now I've seen three. Um, so I'm not the the aficionado, but. Out of the ones I I've seen, the one I liked the most was a. Uh, is it? I, I'm, I'm trying Lumbra. to figure out. No, it's it's Santa Sang- Sangria. I think is how you pronounce it. Sangre. Sangre. Yeah, I like that one because it's more. It's more my my speed and type of movies I like. It's basically about um, a kid who finds out that I think his his family is in a cult or something like that. I saw it a long time ago. It's about like a circus and cults, and he and he has to like read. He has to redo murders or something. That his family committed, I think it's some it's something like about a circus and, and cults, but um, that movie's visually very cool and fun and has some creepy, some creepy looking stuff in it. Um, Holy Mountain is one of the fucking strangest movies I've ever seen in my life, and I mean it's Definitely. it. I mean it makes no. I mean we thought this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that movie makes no sense in probably one of the best ways possible because it's just. It's a shit show, man. And I mean, I mean, a compliment. I mean, it's fucking nuts. I mean, there's some imagery and stuff that goes on that movie that you just really can't even talk about. So if you want crazy Jodorowsky, see Holy Mountain. If you want to see interesting, you know, early uh, Jodorowsky where he's trying to, you know, tell a, you know, a, a actual a horror story, see the other one I mentioned. Um, see this one if you... I don't know if you want to see him more recent. You know, I mean, I, I, out of all of the ones I saw, this is the one I probably I, I, I like the least. Um, and also see Jodorowsky's Dune because you get you get a fucking behind the scenes look at that guy and what he what he did to want to make a movie, which would have been completely insane. I wish he'd have got a chance to make it. Yeah. And um, and that's all he meant. That's my, that's it on no, Jodorowsky. No. He's he's not one of my favorite guys, but I mean, you can't deny his artist. You know, his artistry. You know, he's a He's a mad scientist, and he has a unique way of, of telling stories visually. Um, without a doubt, he's one of the best visual storytellers that we have, and uh, he's pretty amazing. Man, he's just not my uh, not my cup of tea, hundred percent. You know, I'm not uh, into the psychedelic, you know, weird, uh, trippy films, and that's kind of what he does. And it's very cool, but not my bag. But you know, he's he's dope. I can't take it away from him. Make I want to I want to see him make a Captain America movie. That would be awesome. Jurassic making a Captain America movie? Yes. I want to see him do an Avengers film or a Marvel something. There you go. That's never yes, yes, I fucking do. At 87 years old, yes, I want to see it, David. That would be awesome. Weird. That would be really weird. <laughs> right? 
Steve Rogers in the woods is the best best that could be. It would be great. Uh, <laughs> Steve Rogers wears a, wears a Wolverine uh, yeah, mask in the whole mean, film. Holy Mountain is like a visual feast, you know? If you want some really bizarre, you know, art house films, so bizarre. you know, uh, watch Holy Mountain. I mean, it's 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 illuminating and enlightening and horrifying and, and also, you know, everything in between. And it's like, it's like, you know, surrealist, edgy tapestries, you know, of reality, you know. Um, no, I, ha- I need to see Dance of Reality. I haven't seen that one. Did you like Holy Mountain? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, one positive thing I'll say is, even though I didn't terribly like this movie, I like movies where poetry gets to be in there, because that doesn't happen too often. And I wish more focus. people would do that. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there's this, and then there's a... Uh, what's the other film we saw? The uh, Jim Jarmusch film? Patterson, yeah. Patterson. That's like any, other films, any other films recently that's others, Yeah, recently. Well, there was that Neruda film, mm-hmm. which was not very good. But, um, and then there's like a then there's like a Ginsburg film. Oh uh, yeah, that was a little that was a little longer ago, but yeah. Yep. And then, um, I mean, I think we could do Dead Poets Society if you want. Um, I love Dead Poets Society. <laughs> <laughs> guys I, I want to be a maybe part of it. Maybe just like watch it again. But maybe we will do another episode of another movie review like this. But thank you all for. Yeah, having us. Oh, another absolutely. You guys, you guys should come on. You guys should come on our show, man, so we can yeah, watch absolutely. some. Yeah, definitely. I think I have. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we need to get together. We're actually uh, we've been talking about doing a Congo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a Congo. We're gonna episode. we're gonna do a Congo episode where oh, we all watch Congo and talk about it because David has. I think we're gonna do a double header of Diabolique and Congo. No, yes, we're not. Yes, and we're definitely watching. We're definitely watching Congo first. These people, David. All right. Well, this was another movie review episode of No Good Poetry.